welcome to Refugees On Air. This is our seventh episode with special guest, artist and Liberian refugee Zito Barlow. Hi Zito. Hello, how are you? Yeah, really good. Yourself? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Um, we're really lucky to have you here in the studio with yep. us. <laughs> Me too. It's good to be here. <laughs> That's good. So, let's, let's get just, started. Yeah, let's jump into it. So, what was life back in Liberia for you? Well, um, I was very, very uh, little when I left uh, Liberia. Mm-hmm due to the civil war in Liberia. So um, mm-hmm. I was like um, seven to eight yes. years old when the war actually uh, broke up back in Liberia. So mm-hmm. my family fled from Liberia. They went down to Guinea. Much of our experience in Liberia was less for me because I was very little there. Yep. But uh, yeah, Liberia just um, recovering from war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And it's been there for like 14 to 15 years. So. After you spent that little time in Liberia, you actually went to a refugee camp in Ghana for six years. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, six years. So how was, like, I can't even imagine what's it like to live in a refugee camp. So what were the circumstances like there? A refugee camp is something I can call very tough. Yeah. And um, you got to be very strong to live there. Yeah. Got to be very humble and, and thing. Yeah. Because only camp is not, it's like um, a cycle so you go from one place to the same to place another. every yeah. day and every day seeing the same old people, the same things going on and no better school, no better education or thing or trade or mm-hmm. work or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously there's no work on the camp. But life was very tough and it was one of the toughest place to live actually. Yeah, so uh, six uh, years as well. Six years. Mm-hmm. So uh, living on a camp is what well, because if you had a war and then you flee from another country to another country, obviously you become a refugee. So you try yeah. to settle. Mm-hmm. So you got to be there praying that one day they can give you a visa mm-hmm. for you to travel. But um, it was a tough place, actually. But overall, yeah. you got to be strong to live there. That's Very right. Strong. Yeah, correct. Yeah. What's something that you'll always remember about being in um, Ghana's refugee camp? Well, I'll say my uh, my friends mm-hmm. was the most important thing because you kind of fled away from your family because I left my family back in Guinea, yep. so I came out as a foster child with oh, in Australia. Okay. Yep, so yep. Uh, um, my mom left back in Guinea. It's like it's kind of happy one because I had a friend when we were little used to play back in in Guinea. And mm-hmm. Her parent was kind of half Ghanaians, so yep. the one they were moving over to Ghana. So my mom decided for me to go so uh, uh, and join the family, so yep. I can make my way. Maybe I might have an opportunity that I can travel abroad, so I can yep, put the family yep. down. And so. Uh, my friends were very important. Like friends, the most important thing. And uh, mm-hmm. I was going to school there, but uh, financially it was high. Yeah. Yep. So, um, but I say my friends because friends only came out one of those things that you know you can never forget and thing. Yeah, yeah that's very true. And uh, and uh, most of them travel different different places, and mm-hmm. some of them didn't make it, and they went back mm-hmm. to Liberia. Identify one misconception that people often have about refugee camps. Well, the, um, most people think on a refugee camp, the rebels and mm. violence people living on there, and mm. uh, uneducated people, and yep. uh, they don't know anything. They are animals and things like that. But uh, that's what most people would think. But it's it just people that are trying to find a better life for their yep, for right. themselves, so their true. future, mm-hmm. and their family. So it's someone trying to get away from something. So and uh, I know educated people that are on the camp or doctors and, and, and nurses that end up on the camp. Mm-hmm. So uh, um, 
most people just feel anyone from the camera violin or something else, you know. But it's, yeah. but it's not. It's yeah, not. True. It's not. They, they're all good people. I think most people from the refugee camp are very humble people and calm yep. people. I'm more productive people trying to do something better. It's like, I mean, you experience their life on the camp mm-hmm. and you want to come out and make sure in order to go out and gain more knowledge and come back and rescue your friends. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's, that's right. Like. That's such a beautiful way to put yeah. it. Yeah. What sort of challenges did you face when you came to Australia as a foster child? Life was very, very tough because um, I came here 16 when I, when I was 16. Yep. So uh, around, um, we started high school. First, uh, they took us to TAFE. Mm-hmm. So the, the thought we couldn't speak English or something. But back in Liberia, our national language is English. Yep. Yep. So I had an exam at TAFE and I passed the exam. So they decided to send me to high school. Yeah, oh, that's good. So um, went to high school. I started paying my own school fees, so I have to look for a job. I met this lady, I don't know, somewhere, some part of the world. She was doing her aged care job, mm-hmm. but it was kind of a home aged care. Yep. So she asked me, do you want to be doing like two hours, four hours after yep. school? I said, yes. So that's how I was working, little by little, trying to get money and, and get things mm-hmm. that I wanted to own. So uh, it was it was very tough for me, away from your family, your brother, your sister, and everything. Mm-hmm. Sixteen years of age, you traveling to a new country in yeah. a different place yep. that you don't even know of. Way mm-hmm. different from even where mm-hmm. you are raised up. So it was difficult. Yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. even yeah. imagine that without your family as well. Like it was hard enough without having any like um, extended family, but just yeah. by yourself as a sixteen-year-old. Mm. Wow, that's tough. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about your career now and what you're doing in Australia. Why did you choose to pursue rapping, writing, and producing music? Actually, I started doing music back when I was on a camp. Yep. Because um, there was not much happening. I found music as a form of expression. Mm-hmm. So it's like you put your whole greed, your mind, and so, and then tell stories. Maybe you don't have that platform to get on TV and tell people this is what happened, but through your music, you can do it. Yep. Yes. You can send it across the world. Somebody might be somewhere might listening to it. And uh, I choose music because uh, um, I wanted people to hear my story. Yep. And so doing for people to hear my story, I got to find a way, a metal for which I can use for people to hear my, my story. So I, I actually uh, uh, choose music because it was my way of comfort. Yep. Yes. And I felt um, if I can do music, it would let my mind, uh, like, emotionally and physically I can release my, my stress out and things. Yep. So I found music was the matter for me. Yep. To actually gain express myself. Yep. I love that. Yeah. Did you face any kind of discrimination or difficulty when you started your career in music in Australia? Yeah, when um, I was living back in Queensland. That's yep. why I went to high school. Mm-hmm. So we moved to a small town called Duwuma. Yes. Yep. Somewhere, I don't know, North of Queenstown or what is yeah. it? Somewhere, somewhere there. So we were like the first uh, refugee in our, in our, not the first uh, refugee, but the first uh, Liberians mm-hmm. in our area. Mm-hmm. So uh, being the first Liberian, then being the first Liberian in the schools, uh, um, not all my family do music or anything, yep, yep. they don't know about music. So it's yep. just something I, I developed by myself and then mm-hmm. started pursuing and, and, yep. and things like that. So it was. It was um, I have a couple of people because what I was trying to do, the thing it was different, but um, so it was kind of hard to get it through. Mm-hmm. So much it wasn't paying attention to it, yep. mm-hmm. but uh, I think I can. What I decided to do is just keep pushing it because what I'm doing got more story that people can relate to. 
Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing. Yep. That's why I keep pushing and pushing yeah. it. But yeah, obviously there are discrimination a lot. Yep. Yeah, in schools and and other places. Yeah. How did you deal with it? Well, um, as I say, just if keep you, going. Yeah. Yeah, I have a saying: if you make it on the refugee camp, you can make it in any part of the world. I love that. Oh my god, I'm gonna like write this down. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> love that. So, um. A tough thing that went on mm-hmm. was on a refugee camp that don't even have police. Mm-hmm. On a refugee camp that don't have anything, yep. you don't call police and they come to you. They never yep. come. So um, over here, like if people try to discriminate against you, it's like you can't put a fire by eye more fuel onto it. That's right. So you have to put more uh, water. So I'm already water and they already fuel, so I put the water on top of the fire and let the fire yes. go off. A lot of metaphors going on. <laughs> I really like. I can so good. I can see how you like Yeah, you can tell that you're musical. So did you um, intentionally aim for your music to inspire any refugees? Yes, yes. I felt uh, uh, because there was other refugee here before me and they were doing mm-hmm. music. Yeah. I felt they wasn't actually uh, doing what actually to be doing, like giving the message out. Yep. Like all the places you've been, the life you've been living. But instead, yep. they, were, they were giving the wrong message out. Yep. Like spare. Most of my friends that I know when they when it come to rapping, they rap about stuff that they don't have. Yep. Or places they never been to before. Mm-hmm. So I always tell them that's not how music go. Mm-hmm. People want to hear your story. Yep. Even if you can write it down in your language or things, people want to hear that. Yes. So, yes. Uh, um, story is very, very important. Even if you don't have to tell story, once someone can relate to your music in mm-hmm. any kind of way, mm-hmm. then that's a good thing. And have you been yeah. in contact with anyone who's been inspired by your music? Yeah. Uh, um, on my uh, One Love thing that I got on YouTube, I had yep. so many Americans that, that mm. yes. yep. it was made a comment on it and uh, they even inboxed me and things like that. And the guy said, him very very inspired because he's just high a brother that in the marrying and things yeah. that I've been deciding to go there and things and mm-hmm. I got so many people from the UK and things have been messaging you know, me to just say they love his story mm-hmm. and so everything good. within the video yeah. yeah please keep making music cause yeah, yeah. I think it's so inspiring I just yeah. played it like at home and I just sat there and I was like wow this is yeah. this is mm. something else it mm. was definitely inspiring and, and it was yeah. so unique such a good message yeah. so mm-hmm. thank no you for that no Thank one you. really like I haven't met anyone who's done something like this who mm. uses music to be able to tell this and yeah well, I know t- I'm also working uh, on a band I'm forming my own band Ooh. okay yeah so I got like four people now That's we've so been good. Uh, rehearsing I think so yeah That's we'll so let cool. the public know soon when you have your, your first show I want to, like, host it. I want to be <laughs> no, there. Yeah, no, we'll be there. Yeah, no, I got, I got a few shows. I'll let your people know that I would want to have a program and things to running. So mm-hmm. I'll let you yep. guys know. And, um, and also, um, in addition to starting a band, you also decided to start Shadow Records, your own record company? Yeah, yeah. We, uh, uh, Shadow Records is, like, what we started back in Ghana. Yeah, okay. So uh, they were on a refugee camp. So it was just a group of boys that uh, decided to form our own records so we can help each other and things mm-hmm. even though we don't have the money in records yeah. but mm-hmm. yeah we all together and things like that so um when i came away i said okay i would uh, we will ha- we'll have like a headquarters so I'll, here would be the the, the me headquarters and then ghana would be the branch and thing so yeah. yeah so i decided to just form shout out record over here as the me headquarters and then 
the little branch back in Ghana. Mm-hmm. So we stayed working on developing more artists and things because where I'm from, they got more talented people, mm-hmm. but they can't afford to record. Yeah. And uh, they can't afford to even shoot video, not even to go into the studio to record. So what we're, what we're trying to do um, is to get more people off the street yep. Yep. and record their song. Yep. I want to start hosting something like a music award for migrants. You should speaker. do that. They, I got, they, got, they got people everywhere. That would be but such they, a good they, idea. They just don't know where to put their music and who to talk to and things like that. From your own experiences, do you think that Australia does a good job of supporting a refugee's careers? Well, um, it's kind of uh, uh, hard to answer this question, but uh, yeah. um, <laughs> I see most refugees that come over here, they, um, like if, even if, you, if you're if a doctor or a teacher from somewhere as a refugee come here, yep. they uh, reject everything that you did back home. Yeah, you have to start from scratch. Yep. Yeah, because they, they want local experience. Yeah. yeah, they don't take what you've done all back home into nah. consideration. Nah. Mm-hmm. So uh, and again, um, they just come and bring. Yeah, uh, I, I know coming here is a very good place. Uh, yes. uh, it's a very good thing to do for refugees and things. But if you if you're taking someone from a, a land that is way different from here and then mm-hmm. bringing them without a proper non metal or someone to actually teach them or show them what yeah. to do and w- what to not do like for me i find it all day very hard way um living here so i experienced a lot of different things mm-hmm. but other people won't have the opportunity or other people who can speak english that well mm-hmm. they find it very difficult to move around and things like that yeah, yeah. so i think uh, um really good to have people that already been in the system mm-hmm. then to uh, have um group of people that think that don't know how what it's like at all yeah. so i'm um, i always tell people if i just take the if i just take the book and just read a story and say oh yeah that's a good story but if i experience it mm-hmm. that's way different from reading it yep so yeah. good you're so quotable has anyone told you that <laughs> like you can just write a book mm. on this guy you really can what are your hopes for the future well uh Look, I want to get I want I want to get uh, um the Australian people, the Melbournians, or anyone in the whole of Australia across. I think uh, we should be able to, to uh, communicate more in, uh, in music. I think uh, the Australian uh, people don't actually communicate in music, and um, there's always uh, two sides to every story. Mm-hmm. And I think the uh, the Australian people should come out more mm-hmm. and get to know the other side. Yes. Yep more than to just sit and let one group of people which is the media to tell them how the other people behave or how the other people are and things mm-hmm. yes. so i want to as told you i want to have like music or war mm-hmm. migrant and thing in different different cultures and things even dinner food everybody can come to come together and just do that one thing that they call music because i think Music is like a universal uh, mm-hmm. language that like everybody yep. can speak together. So yep. I think music can connect we all if only we can communicate with music. So communication with music, I think that's that's what we need here. Yep. More even right here in Melbourne, there's nothing actually happening here for the uh, uh, migrant that doing music and things. I know they call it art and thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. They just going and um to a place and art or yeah we all got an art but uh. They got people that don't know how to get in contact with people. Like, for me, example, I, I didn't know you guys do this. Yeah. I knew that if you're not through Uber and things when I was driving Uber, then because yeah. I always talk to people about my music. 
mm-hmm. always anybody that came with my Uber always talk about me. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's, that's how, that's we, how we actually got to yeah, know you. So um, <laughs> one of her staff at Sin, uh, she actually got you as an Uber driver. She was on, I would, no, I would, I started talking about music and um, mm-hmm. she said, uh, we run this program, I think, for refugee. I said, then go, you're talking to the right person because I'm a refugee and I'm here doing music. He said, oh, okay, yeah, yeah that, that's how we, uh, the conversation started. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. and the funny thing is, she wrote her email address down on a piece of paper and gave it to me and I put it in the car, went to the car wash, threw it in the bank. <laughs> and then I went home, tried to find the email address so I could contact Cody Fanny. So, but I, I remember she said, uh, refugee, I mean, is it refugee Sin. on there? Yeah. Refugee on there. Then yep. I went to Google up a refugee on there. <laughs> and then <laughs> it brought the website. That's how I called a lady you from there. Called Sin, yeah. She connected Some, me with yeah, I, was, I was in class and I got an email and I was like, someone's called up to, to be on our show. And I was like, oh my God, this is so yeah. exciting. Where can listeners listen and follow your music? Well, I'm on, I'm on Facebook, I'm on YouTube. Uh, what is it again? Instagram. You can check out Zito on. Do you want me to spell it or something? Yeah. Right. Zero for zero, R for India, T for today, and O for Orange. Yeah, space yeah. music, and you can find me everywhere. So nice. you can get on there and check and it out. And on YouTube as well. Yeah. Zito, do you have any advice for any refugees listening about putting themselves out there and pursuing their passions? Yeah, I mean, uh, all we gotta believe in what you do for us anyway, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you always gotta put your work out. Yep. You never know who listening or who right. searching on Facebook for songs or or things. So you gotta be confident within yourself and uh, walk the street. Mm-hmm. Tell people to listen to your music. Yep. Yep. Don't be shy. Make friends. Make new friends. And uh, if one person can share your music on Facebook, especially Facebook is very big or yep. social media platform. Yep. If someone is there can see it. And uh, I think though we should network more yeah i like to network with more of my grand and so many other people that yep. are around here so um and what about any advice for listeners about making refugees feel more welcome when they arrive well um uh, we all know what's going on uh, uh like when you when you come especially crisis. especially yeah. most of the uh, aussie think when you bring refugees the government gave them everything free mm-hmm. i've been uh, on facebook reading a few comments and then i'm like Okay, where where is all the free stuff? Cause I didn't get any free stuff. Mm. I worked for it. I can't even remember one of the last time I had a seven hours sleep. I'm always mm. up. Yeah, always I'm always up, up. Always working. Always working. Yeah, always so working. So uh, um, they should get to know the refugees more. Yes. Don't just uh, rely on your media to say these people, these certain yep. group of people are this are that are that. Yep. I think get to know them more. Yep. Go down. Sometimes we we uh, we host uh, African club around here or something like that or things, and mm-hmm. they play Afro B. Yeah. It's a mix up. They the why all they come and other people there and Asian people then. They just get together. Yeah, get yeah. together more. I think we should get together more. Mm-hmm. After all, we all live in the same area anyway. You can't have from your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your neighbor will always see you, no matter what you do. And right. there was no one um, one door to your house, so you walk through that door. You don't walk through, through the, the wall. You always go through the door <laughs> yep. or through the window. Through yep. mm. yes. there. So uh, they should come up. Um, they should come up. I think the the Australian should come up more. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to host every day. Program and the award thing, so they can yeah. come up more and 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 get to know.
I had a lady in the car, and she was talking about refugee and, and other things. She told every refugee that come here don't have any paperwork. They have to go through screening. They have to do this one. And I said, uh, now, you see, there's two kind of refugees that enter in the country. That are the people that come with boat. Mm-hmm. And are people that are granted visa to come here. He said, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I said, oh, 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 yeah. It just proves that people, <laughs> some people are very uneducated about this issue. Yeah. yeah. And that's why we do this, and to raise yeah, awareness. And it's sad because, like, so many people don't know. So many people think, like, refugees, like, when they come here, they have it easy and things like that. But And everything just comes to them. But that is so not true. Nah. Like, you, people, refugees are one of the most hardworking communities mm. of people that I've I've ever met and you're just like a true example yeah. of that true and I agree with that 100% I yeah. agree with that and That's just good. people just don't know and this is why we do it just to get people's stories out and break all those misconceptions that people have about refugees mm. mm-hmm. thank you so yeah. much thank Zika. you for being here can't wait to hear your music on the radio and everything else you have to you're doing right now it's just mm. so it's inspiring it's fantastic to hear I think we'll definitely see more of you around soon. Yeah. <laughs> 1700, you've got a new guest coming. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much. If anyone wants to check out more of Refugees on Air, you can listen to all of our previous episodes on iTunes and like and follow our Facebook page at Refugees on Air Sin and Instagram and Twitter at Refugees on Air. Um, and also for Zito, you can listen to his music through Facebook. If you just search up Zito Music, is that right? Yeah. Uh, and on Instagram as well, Zito yeah. Music. And YouTube as well. Yeah. yeah. And listen to One Love. That's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> listen, make sure you have a listen to all his music because it's, it's very unique yes. and inspiring. Yeah, I got I got more songs coming up. I, I, I do rap and then I do Afrobeat, some, mm. some kind of a style from Africa and things. So uh, it's, it's like danceable thing. It's kind of like the Caribbean dance yep. hard thing. So I'm kind of like everywhere yes. doing different, different stuff. Yeah, stuff, you, you're so. you like a variety of things. You <laughs> love that. You're not like restricted to one thing. No, which which is great. Yep. So thank you so much, and be back soon. <laughs> no problem.